Hello, hello, hello from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is another episode of The Rambler and the Gambler. Dan, how are you doing on this Thursday evening? Ready to ramble, bro. How are you? I am ready to gamble. I may have already started. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did because it's Thursday night and the Pack are playing the Cardinals. This game had so much hype going up to it until uh, they said Devontae Adams was out. And then the spread jumped immediately from three to six. I was like, this isn't going to be much. But, I mean, nobody scored yet, so. Yeah. We also have a guest tonight. You know him as our over-under specialist, our token Miami Dolphins fan, and Woodbridge's finest, Ryan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Gents, what's going on? How are you? Why does Ryan have to be token? Um, Because nobody around here is a Dolphin fan. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know any other ones. There we go. All right. So we are at week eight now, which, you know, normally would say is the halfway point of the season, but then they started throwing extra weeks in. So we're pretty damn close to it. Um, I thought last week was a pretty, uh, we'll say uninteresting, nothing too big and exciting. Biggest takeaway I had was that um, the Bengals might be for real. Uh, I was saying to Ryan earlier, Dan, that if the playoffs started today in the AFC, your top three seeds are the Bengals, Titans, and Raiders. Just like we predicted, right? I mean, listen, we know that a lot of these guys that come out of college are studs. I mean, he was obviously the first overall pick. I mean, you know, Jamarcus Russell comes to mind too. But anyway, there's a lot of first overall picks that – you know, shit the bed, and there's a lot of first overall picks that, you know, are studs, and by far, he's a stud. Uh, and you know what? Kevin, we talk about this all the time, about how the team that you get drafted to kind of impacts your future. Um, the Bengals, historically, are not a great franchise. Been to a couple of Super Bowls, never won, but uh, he's the real deal. And now that he's got his LSU buddy, Jamar Chase, in there catching bombs uh, every week and putting up numbers, I think that's making it very easy for them. So, I think uh, you know Joe Burrow is going to be one of those guys that's going to be around in the league for a long time. So I got complete faith in him. Do the Bengals win the AFC North? And if they don't, do they make the playoffs? Ryan, no. I'll go to you first. Will they win the North? I'm going to say no. Okay, um, I agree. Okay, but will they are they the are they a sneaky playoff team? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I definitely. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at back at their wins and what their losses were and stuff like that. They seem to the, – the thing about football is you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You have to play to the caliber of the team you're playing against. Like, they beat Minnesota. That might have surprised people in week one. Then they, you know, lost a close one to Chicago. They beat Pittsburgh. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Detroit. Okay, you should win all those games. They're, they're beatable teams, everything like that. Baltimore last week surprised the hell out of me. They blew them out in Baltimore. Like, they made them look stupid in their own building. So yeah, agreed. That, that could have gone a, either way. I mean, yeah, that if, was a, if Baltimore would have won by two touchdowns, that wouldn't have surprised me in the least. Correct. Ryan. Good. We're Giants fans. What do you mean you're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat? Wait, are the Giants that team? Yes. Kev, the Giants suck. Let's be real. Yeah. It's like when you sit there at the poker table and you say, uh, you know, there's always a sucker at the poker table and if you can't figure out who it is, it's probably you. you. <laughs> well, yeah. You're 2021 20, Giants, everybody. 
Well, I'm going to do you one better, Kev, because you know the what? Sucker you guys at the sit- poker table. You, I must be the bigger sucker because you guys are sitting at two and five, and I'm here sitting at one and six. So if we really want to talk brass tacks right now, you know, we're uh, touchdown D hop on third and nine. Oh, there's a flag. Hold on. Coming back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're a little worse off than you guys. And well, we're- the, the good news for both of us is we, we play each other this year. Ryan, did you did you win your you won your first game of the season, right? Sure did. We went into Foxborough and beat the Patriots. Yeah, dude. Honestly, Week One's been tricky because you remember what happened to Green Bay Week One, right? They got lambasted by uh, the Saints, who you know, as I will mention later in the pod, have not really impressed me. But um, it, yeah, the yeah, Bills a, lost. A lot, the a lot Titans of, got trucked. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The Bills lost, and they haven't lost since until Tennessee. But I mean, that game was that was crazy. Uh, that yeah, was like a great you, game. I was listening to that oh, game. Yeah. At work. <laughs> I unfortunately was on the wrong side of that game, although Jared Allen is my fantasy quarterback and did win me the week because he's a monster. But, yeah, um, that, was, that was a rough night. That was the beginning of the end for my uh, for, for my gambling. <laughs> anyway, so, Kev, back to your question. Yeah, since he's going to make the playoffs, I don't think that they're fit and ready to uh, dethrone Baltimore yet. And, you know, I'll give Pittsburgh a 3% chance of winning that division, but probably not. Oh, I forgot there's Cleveland, too. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that you're going to get, like, you guys touched on it last week. And, yes, I am a listener as well, not just a, a guest. I do listen. Um, but, like, you know, you touched on it last week. The Bills are for real. They're going to win that division easy. And nobody else is coming out of that division. Then you have the the North, which is a little bit clustered. Then you have the, the South, which it's going to be the Titans and possibly the Colts. But I think the Colts are going to fizzle off towards the end of the year, too. And then you have the West. You got, you know, two two for real possible teams out of that. Maybe three. Who knows? But so there's going to be a place for them in the playoffs. So they'll, they'll, they'll scrape it out. They'll scrape it out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop on the Bengals. And I think they're going to be a, a, a lively wildcard team. Speaking of possibly lively wildcard team, I will ask the same question. Uh, do the Chiefs win the AFC West? And if no, do the Chiefs make the playoffs? Uh, I'll so start no, with Dan. no, they're not going to win the West. Uh, I think it's just just based on sheer records at this point in time. Um, are the Raiders five and two? They are. Yeah, they are. So the Raiders are five and two, and then the Chargers, who I think are a better team than the Raiders, are four and two coming off a of bye. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the Chiefs do not. I mean, unless something happens. Although, you know what? The Giants would be that team to turn the team who's struggling like all hell around. That wouldn't Wait, surprise me you, in the least. Are you saying no to the playoffs? No, no, I'm not saying no to the playoffs. Oh, okay. I'm saying no to. I'm saying no to winning the West. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, the Raiders, Chiefs, and Chargers can't all make the playoffs. If we think, which I think we both are all unanimously decided that the Bengals have a position because that's eight teams. So that's too many. So the only thing I know about that division is the Broncos are frauds. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Listen, you got to go back to who has a quarterback and who doesn't. Okay. Derek Carr's been playing out of his mind. And uh, my friend Ryan, huge, huge Raiders fan, is not even impressed in the least. He said Carr's been playing and making up for a lot of their poor play. And I thought they had no chance in hell last week when I picked the Eagles plus three because Darren Waller was out. And they still rolled them. 
So, uh, you know, I mean, listen. Yeah, that was a very trendy pick last week, the Eagles, and that wasn't even close that game. No, not not in the least. Because, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are one of those teams that they'll either show up and play or they just shit the bed. And last week was a road shit the bed. So Kev can vouch Kev can vouch for this because I do send him my picks before, you know, the games start every Sunday. And uh, I was on the Raiders last week. So what's your I, record, right? I uh, I'm I'm sitting one behind you, Dan, right now for the season. Oh, 12, 12 and nine. I believe so. Yeah, I'm thirteen and eight, so that's got to be it. Yeah, I'm th- I know because I did the math. I have both yours and and Kev's and then ours too. So I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, twelve, twelve and nine. Okay. So nice. <laughs> Kev hasn't seen. Uh... <laughs> Kev got his first uh, week where he was, he didn't have a zero in his record uh, last week, right, Kev? Or was it no? No, it was the week before. No, it was zero last... three. Yeah, because last week was another zero and three. Who was that that just scored? Was that Edmonds or Connor? That's Edmonds. Edmonds. Connor Connor oh. six. Of course. All right. all these new numbers that these guys get to pick. Uh, I don't know. It's like yeah, you got defensive. I kind of don't, kinda yeah, you don't got, like it. Yeah, you got linebackers wearing single digit numbers. I mean, yeah. we know that from that guy on. Uh, from Diggs on uh, Dallas, who's got like 12 interceptions already or something. He's wearing number seven or six or whatever it is. But anyway, right, we back, digress. Back to the question. Ryan, Chiefs, yes. your thoughts? Chiefs, uh, I, I, as as our as your listeners would know, and I'm sure Dan, you know, we've already touched on this. I was hot and heavy on the Chiefs to go way over their total before the season starts. And I'm definitely eating some crow right now. They could still um, win out, Ryan. <laughs> you're, you're correct. You're correct. We're not out of the woods yet. We're not. We're not out of there yet. Um, a little, but, little ten in a row streak. But as you and I just discussed before the pod, um, their next four games are not easy, and the season doesn't progressively get easier for them either. You got the Giants, who I think we can all agree on they should theoretically beat. Then they play Green Bay. Then they play the Raiders, who have been red hot, and then they play Dallas before their bye week. So it's like, okay, uh, you could theoretically come out of that one and three, two and two right now. The way that the NFL has been shaping up this year mm-hmm. and they're already sitting at three and four. So this could, this could be bad. It's bad enough. Let's put it this way. It's bad enough that, uh, me and Kev, we made a, a wager before the season started. We did a parlay of, uh, division winners. And of course we, you know, oh, as, most people, as most people would, would have the chiefs winning that division. Um, and they're the only team that's really kicking that, bet right in the ass really well you know what you know what guys the chiefs could still win the division i think it's a long shot they could but they're not going to get 13 wins right so that's basically it's, dead in the water but that they could still point, win at 11 and uh six at, I, this I point, that I that. at this point i would take that but you know what i did hedge oh i hate boo. saying that i hate saying that word but I, I i looked at the schedule for the next four weeks for the raiders the chargers and the chiefs and the Chargers still were paying plus money. And I had to do it before they become minus money because it's going it, to, I think it could be a runaway after these next four weeks. Well, you know what they say, Ryan? Some money is better than no money. True. True. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the hedge thing. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my unfortunate breakdown of the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes isn't playing well. The offense isn't playing well. And they're, disgusting defense that they were able to get by with last year because their offense was so good. Now teams are starting to figure out their offense. So it's, it's not working because their defense still sucks and they can't get any offense going. So it's, it's just resulting in nothing but losses. Yeah. Do you guys think that it's, I mean, cause this happens all the time where 
Patrick Mahomes or somebody will have an injury that they're just not talking about during the season. I mean, I know that Brady said that he was playing with a torn something last year in the playoffs despite winning the Super Bowl. Um, do, do you think that, I mean, Mahomes is like, what, 24, 25? So it's not like he's getting old and breaking down. That's not the issue. He's still got Tyreek Hill. He's still got Travis Kelsey. He's still got Andy Reid in his ear. What do you guys think the problem is? I mean, listen, I know the defense is terrible. They got Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew, and that's basically it. But what do you think the problem is on offense? Like, I could understand if they were losing shootouts, 31-28, but three points against the Titans? Yeah, the Titans' defense is nasty, and they, they hit you in the mouth. But three points? Really? I That's think, it? I think that their their offense is, is, is extremely one-dimensional. I mean, even when Edwards Hilaire was not injured, he wasn't doing shit. He had maybe one game that was worth anything. I mean, and then, you know, Williams had two touchdowns in his first game, but he didn't do anything yesterday or last week, whatever. So I really think that the one-dimensional aspect is really hurting them. And uh, Mahomes' brother needs to stop doing TikTok dances on the sidelines. That Every every time he does that, they lose. So Yeah, I read an article about how annoying the Mahomes family is between yeah. his wife, his brother, and his mom. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Because Patrick doesn't bring it up. He doesn't seem like somebody who's, you know, looking for attention or anything. But his family just seems like they're like, oh, Patrick's the best. Patrick's the best. Kev, well, I'll let you answer, and then I'll, and then I'll give you my take on, on what I think is going on. Uh, I think they still win the division. Maybe I'm okay. being hopelessly optimistic, that, but the, that wasn't uh, the question, though. <laughs> What's that? That wasn't the question. The question was, what do you think is wrong with the offense? Oh, I think it's uh, the O line uh, still kind of getting some continuity. Remember, they brought in like five new starters, so you know, O line is something that takes time to kind of gel and uh, get used everyone used to playing with each other and I think that will help them um, you know as the season progresses and I trust Andy Reid to mix it up a little bit on the offensive side of the ball to get that ship straightened out okay so I heard and I think that the problem is people used to blitz Mahomes all the time which would allow him to get outside the pocket and the routes are really dead at that point you know which way you're supposed to run and they basically he would basically improvise and throw one of his no look sidearm passes or throw it downfield to Kelsey or Hill who's standing wide open i feel like a lot of the defensive coordinators you know because the uh, the bucks really laid out the game plan in the super bowl last year they didn't blitz Mahomes and Mahomes didn't really have anywhere to go with the football when, you know, I mean, they were rushing the quarterback and getting pressure on him with the four, but they weren't bringing six or seven guys to the blitz, which again leaves you man to man typically in coverage. And I think that's been a major issue this year with Mahomes having to dissect. And it's crazy to say that because the guy put up massive numbers in college and then he's been tearing the NFL apart. But when they're not blitzing him, He's, be, he, he's being forced to, you know, basically throw to his three or four guys into six-man coverage, and maybe they're not always open at the same time. You know, I could see that, uh, definitely. The, the blueprint was definitely laid out by the Bucks in the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of executing it. And, you know, I think, say what you want about Sammy Watkins. Uh, you know, I know he was injured a lot, maybe not the best back, I'm sorry, best uh, receiver, but he was a, a good number two receiver. And, you know, the Chiefs seem to be all Hill and all Kelsey, like Demarcus Robinson, 
uh, McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle. Like I was expecting, you know, one of them to maybe not be, you know, a pro bowler, but, you know, step up and be a solid number two, you know, a solid fantasy football starter, something <laughs> where you could rely on them for, you know, five to six catches and, you know, a hundred yards every other week or something. But, you know, those guys have all been quiet too. So I think everything's getting funneled to, you know, Hill and Kelsey and, Everyone just, to Dan's point, doesn't blitz, keeps everyone back, keeps Hill underneath, and, uh, you know, is being physical with Kelsey at the line so he doesn't get, you know, clean breaks out. So, yeah, uh, I think it's a little too dependent on those two guys. And, you know, like I said, Sammy Watkins wasn't anyone's first pick in fantasy football, but, you know, there'd be games where uh, he'd have 100 yards and a touchdown or two, so... Uh, just, you know, another a threat out there that the defense has to be cognizant of, and it seems like none of these other guys can win in one-on-one coverage. Yeah, not named Tyreek Hill. Exactly. All right. So All right. That's the, that's the problem in KC. All right, let's get to the <coughs> main reason we brought Ryan on. So this week, uh, you know, the trade deadline is Tuesday. And this week, uh, the Deshaun Watson rumors have obviously risen back to the surface. So, Ryan, I want to get your perspective of what do you want the Dolphins to do? Because Roger Goodell came out this week and, you know, I think it was the first time anything's really ever been said about the Deshaun Watson thing, saying that they didn't have enough evidence to put him on the commissioner's exemption list uh, at this point, and he doesn't go to trial until February. So now the conundrum is you're one in five, one in six, six. And uh, do you want to give up a King's ransom, uh, you know, draft picks, etc., maybe starters for Watson when you're already one in six, when he might get suspended next year and then you'll be out that draft capital. So He's a great player, undoubtedly. Uh, I would say one of the top six or seven quarterbacks in the league when healthy or active, I should say. But uh, Ryan, he's healthy. Tell me what uh, your thoughts are as a Dolphins fan. And would you want to, you know, trade the farm in and get Deshaun Watson? Even it might be some growing pains for a year or two. You know, I mean, you and I we were on a zoom call in the middle of COVID and we're watching the draft and, you know, everybody's excited for their team, who they're getting, you know, stay the course, move from the course. I remember that night, all we wanted as Dolphin fans was to get Tua. just get, you know, the whole tank for Tua. It was a movement, all that good stuff. We got what we wanted. You know, he, he fell to us. We picked him up. Couldn't have been more happy that night. And to be perfectly honest with you, has he panned out to be what we thought or what he could be? No. But he also had an injury. You know, he hasn't been 100%. He hasn't had really the weapons that he really realistically should have. Um, we got him one of his Alabama boys, which is nice. They have an obvious connection between the two of them because he's the only one he's throwing to that's actually doing something. He's on my but, fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have such luck, unfortunately. Um, but real, realistically, uh, this reminds me of, I was saying to Kev earlier, this reminds me of draft day. You know, do you give up 
the farm and all your picks and all your future for how many years and the king's ransom for uncertainty. And I think that that's the biggest issue that I have with it is not knowing. You know, we we're one in six right now. So okay, we get Deshaun Watson for everything that you know we have. Great, we have a great quarterback, and don't get me wrong, he's like you said, is one of the top five, top six quarterbacks in the league. But the bottom line is, if you have nothing to help him out with, and you're already behind the eight ball by a, a good three games, maybe even four at this point, is it worth not knowing for next season? Um, we already don't have the draft capital because we've done a thousand trades and everything like that. So it's not even like we could give up multiple first rounders this year. We only have one, you know, and it, it, it it's, it's too expensive. They want too much. The, you know, I heard rumors that, Oh, it could be a three team deal where Tua goes to Washington. And I'm just like, it's getting too, too messy. There's too many variables. There's too many unknowns. And you know what, at this point, Stay the course, let the kid, you know, work himself out and figure out the NFL and just just stay the course. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know if two is the guy because he's obviously showed that he's got issues and problems. And Brissett, who has been a backup for many teams, including the Patriots, with actually a third string behind Jimmy and then the backup to the Colts, who actually got the starting job before Philip Rivers came in. I think the problem is why would they give up what they got to give up now? Because you're already one in six. Let's say you let, I mean, listen, there's no way Deshaun's going to win out if he starts and comes in and plays. Okay. So the and you're going to thing, him, you're gonna have to give him a couple weeks to get the system anyway. Exactly. He's not going to so, so, come right away. Right. So the best thing you're looking at right now is potentially 500 or a game or two above or a game or two under. That's what I'm guessing. At right. best, okay? So you're going to give up everything. So this season's more or less a wash. I mean, you guys should be tanking for someone again. Um, it's not going to happen this year. You're 1-6. and six, The Bills are 4-2. and two, And, you know, they would – I mean, you guys are playing each other this weekend. Are you not, Ryan? Yeah, and the last time, I don't know if you remember when we played them uh, earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, we got smacked in the mouth uh, to the tune of 35 nothing. So Yeah, uh, so listen, like I said – it, it wouldn't be prudent for you to do it. Plus, again, you don't know what the commissioner and what the league is going to say about Deshaun Watson, so you could be giving up a lot for nothing. So I would say Deshaun Watson is not going to get traded before Tuesday. He's not going to play a snap in the NFL this year. They're going to wait. They're going to go to court. They're going to see what happens with him. And then I think decisions are going to be made after that. And that's my take on this. Agreed. Yeah, I would say uh, if you if you can get a top-notch quarterback, you have to do it and figure it out later. Um, my only concern is I was just thinking about this, and I, I didn't research it prior to the pod, but I'm pretty certain that Deshaun Watson signed a four-year contract uh, last year, right? So he played last year, obviously. This year he may or may not play. And then if he's, susp- <laughs> excuse me, if he's suspended next year, now you're three years through the contract, right? And he's probably going to want another contract for more money. So that would kind of be my one holdback, right? You might only get him for one good year. To Dan's point, this is a lost season. 
maybe you can get him in there uh, like the Niners did Jimmy G style, right? He started like the last five games of the year, got uh, got his feet wet, got used to the offense, the coaching staff, the receivers, etc. <laughs> but if he gets suspended the entire year next year, eight games, you know, that'll probably be another lost season because God knows who your backup's going to be. I don't know. There, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff uh, on the table here, but, you know, I would say do it and figure it out. But I don't know what the Dolphins cap situation is off the top of my head. And I don't know, um, you know, Deshaun's contract situation. But I think you'd only be getting him for really one season. And then you'd have to worry about extending him for, you know, when these guys go to the market, they're always the top paid quarterback until the next guy goes to the market. So I don't know how your cap space. Obviously, if you have less first round picks because you trade them all for Deshaun, you'd really have to nail your second and third round picks. Yeah, those, so, those cheaper guys and you know quality so let, depth. So let so let's say they sit on their hands and they don't do anything this year. There's no star-studded quarterbacks coming out of college this year. There's no Trevor Lawrence's in the waiting. There's well, no, no. If the Dolphins sit on their hands, they're going to stick with Tua. I don't think they're going to move on from Tua unless they can get Deshaun. Uh huh. Okay. I don't think they would go push reset again on another rookie. I mean, Tua hasn't been that bad. I mean. I don't think he's... He's been injured a lot. And that's the other thing. Ryan, do you think he's one of those injury-prone quarterbacks because of his size? I mean, you know, he came out, he won the national championship for Bama that one year, and then the next year, he got banged up, and Hurts came in and wound up winning uh, a playoff game or the SEC championship for him. He's a smaller dude. Um, He doesn't look to be as mobile as a Kyler Murray is, despite the fact that he's not that big. So do you think he's injury-prone? Yeah, well, he, well, he 100% is injury prone. And that was his biggest knock at coming in, to, you know, out of the draft was, is he back to 100% health and can he stay healthy? You know, like you said, Hertz had to bail him out for the, you know, national championship game that one year. And the fact that he already got hurt once or twice in his pro, you know, in his pro career, he's definitely injury prone. And the bottom line is how bad is it going to be? You know, and of course you could say in hindsight, you know, Oh, he wasn't the best quarterback out of that draft. Everybody looks at Justin Herbert like he's, you know, the next coming of Christ because he's having he a you know, fantastic him. year. Don't get me wrong. I like him too. <laughs> and, you know, the time fight were 2020. Obviously, if you can do redrafts and all that good stuff, you know, we wouldn't have to it. But, of course, you stay the course. And it, it's one of those things like you just got to work with what you have. Don't give up the future and see where it takes you. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> While we were touching on the uh, the, dra- <laughs> the draft picks, I was talking to Dan and Ryan, actually, about this a little bit. I think this draft is going to be fascinating because they're not because of the, you know, not like this past year where, with the quarterback prospects and all that, but just because there were so many trades that, you know, the Giants have the Bears pick from the Fields trade. So the Giants have two first-round picks. The Jets have an extra first-round pick from the Jamal Adams trade. And the Eagles have the Dolphins' first-round pick, their own first-round pick. And then if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, they'll have that first-round pick as well. Which, you know, I was thinking to myself, maybe the Colts would just bench Carson Wentz if... uh, they weren't going to make the playoffs, but they're back in it. So it doesn't seem like that's even on the table now. But it's just crazy to think that the Giants, Jets, and Eagles could have seven of the top 10, 12, 15. Uh, 
draft picks. I mean, the Colts are playing better, and the Bears are uh, three and four. But I, I don't see the Bears getting that much better. It's just it just makes it that much more interesting. And then you know, to the whole soap opera around the draft and all the rumors, draft capital moving up, but. I don't know who, who to move up for. So, you know, it, it, it's very interesting to see how things will shake out. And, you know, the team like the Eagles has been rumored for Deshaun Watson, too. So you want three first round picks? Great. We take it on the chin this year. And then, you know, we're not giving up, you know, a first round pick in 2022, 2023, 2024. We just do it this year, get our get our future quarterback and, uh, you know, back to uh, business the following season. So but I think I think that they're in the same boat as Miami if you really if you realistically look at that. The Eagles are what, two and five, haven't shown signs of life in pretty much any game that they're in. Now I mean it's it's ironic that the three teams that have the the uh, King's ransom as you as you want to put it, you know, the seven picks, whatever, they're all young teams. The Jets are in rebuild mode. The Giants are gonna be in rebuild mode. Um, and the Eagles are definitely still in rebuild. They're all these young teams with these, you know, fresh starters, fresh quarterbacks, you know, young receiving cores. You know, some have better running backs than others. But again, they're all young teams. And it's like, you know, you, you say like, oh, well, when you get drafted, you know, you're, the majority, if you get drafted high, the majority of your first couple of years is going to be bad anyway because, you know, you're going to be on a bad team. Well, these teams have been bad for a couple of years now. And don't show any signs of life of getting out of that hole. So it's like ironic that they're all going to be in the top 10, like you said, top 10, top 15 with all these picks. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, as a Giants fan, I don't, to my point, I don't think the Giants move on from Daniel Jones, whether they should or shouldn't. That's the, you know, a topic for another podcast. No, no, but, here we go. I'll settle that. They should, but they won't because they're the Giants and they're a bunch of pussies. Right, but, you know, what are the other options? I, I don't see any generational talents coming out in this draft, so. Right, just, so uh, go get a veteran who's unhappy with the current team, maybe like the guy who's playing for the Cheeseheads, and win us a Super Bowl and go off into the sunset. Nice. That's... <laughs> we got to get Pat on here one week to talk Giants with us because, yeah, we we should do a whole podcast about the Giants and how poorly they're run and how we've been struggling ever since we won the Super Bowl. But anyway. But that's another interesting point you bring up, Dan. Like, obviously, Deshaun is the, you know, top-of-the-line guy. But then, you know, Russell Wilson has been rumored to be, you know, uh, he gave his list of four teams or whatever in the offseason. And obviously, Seattle... Uh, looks like they might not make the playoffs unless they go on a run when he comes back. And then, you know, this seems to be Aaron Rodgers' last uh, season in Green Bay, and I don't think he's retiring. You know, what are the Niners going to do with uh, Jimmy G? I mean, there's a lot of uh, moving chess pieces out there that, you know, maybe these teams could give up the draft capital for a veteran quarterback. And then the other teams, obviously, if they're giving up their star quarterback, can use the draft picks to rebuild quicker. So uh, maybe Aaron, maybe Aaron wants to come to a warmer climate. <laughs> anywhere I mean, is better than Green Bay. <laughs> I was gonna say you can go anywhere. I, I, you know the Giants aren't uh, Miami, Ryan, but I think Green Bay is about as, as cold as it gets, considering the Vikings play indoors. Instead of the, the Lions, yeah. True. I mean, Dan, your boy Jared Goff would probably be out there too. Oh my God, that guy Wait, is just take it, keep him. Dan Campbell, did you see that game last week? 
Dan Campbell wants a win so bad that he's pulling out onside kicks and fake I punts and it. like the first. I did too, but you can tell the desperation. Like they play in a league where you know the first quarter, like you do onside kicks um, only to to try to get the ball back in the fourth quarter. He's doing them like Sean Payton's pulling that shit in uh, the <laughs> at the to start off the second half of a Super Bowl. You know he's doing this like crazy. I get the fake punts, you know fake. I don't. I feel like the NFL doesn't do enough fake punts. You know, like have some balls. At least Dan Campbell's showing some moxie. Yeah, Dan he's, Campbell said, "Fuck it, a loss yeah, is a loss. I might as well gamble." Before he gets his walking papers, we'll call him Dan <laughs> Campbell Gamble. Yeah, I like him because he's a former Giants tight end. You didn't even know that's like last week. No, nah, I knew. <laughs> I know. I found out about like week two. But anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, as a Last thing, and then we'll move on to the picks, obviously. As I'm watching the Cardinals, does anyone think they're this year's Steelers? In what way? You're, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have to elaborate on that for me. Starting off hot, uh, we'll fade down the stretch and, uh, you know, make the playoffs and get knocked out early. No, because it's funny you say that because I was watching the pregame before and Aaron Andrews said that the uh, Cardinals were 5-2 and two last year at this point and they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So I think that they learned from their mistakes. And honestly, let, I mean, remember the year the Giants were, uh, what, 11-1 after the Browns beat them and then Plack shot himself in the leg and we struggled to win one more game and then got thumped by the Eagles at home to end our playoff run. So I don't think that... I don't th- no. No, they're, they're not they're not going away, Kev. They got San Francisco next week, then you have Carolina. They play Seattle twice with a banged up Russell Wilson. They got Chicago still, Detroit still. They're not going anywhere. Will they will they be okay in the playoffs? That's enough that's to be seen yet, but if they keep playing them the way they're playing, they'll they should at least get into the second round. Well, the reason they started off hot last year and then faded out is because Kyle Murray was playing injured. And he has a shoulder thing now, I believe, which obviously isn't really affecting him at this point. <clears throat> but as the season goes on, uh, that is obviously a possibility. And, you know, J.J. Watt just had season-ending surgery. So there are... No. J.J. Watt's out for the season? Yeah, he's yes. done. What happened? Shoulder. That guy's constantly hurt. Right. And, you know, this is what they do. They sign J.J. Watt. They sign A.J. Green. Uh, Kyler Murray's small. DeAndre Hopkins is getting up there. Chandler Jones is older. Like, whoa, 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 DeAndre Hopkins is not getting up there. Dude's under 30, and he's nasty sauce. <laughs> I feel like he's been around forever. <laughs> I mean, dude, that guy, AJ Green on the team, he's getting up there, and he's coming off injuries. DeAndre Hopkins, for the size of him, has more strength, and, and he goes and grabs 50-50 balls from these guys, just, like, swats it away. That dude is unreal. Yeah, it, is so many... eighth, it is his eighth season, so, yeah, he's probably just short of 30. They okay. have so many weapons on that offense, it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yep, agreed. I don't know. I just uh, – I guess if Kyler can stay healthy, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, the J.J. Watt thing isn't, you know – good news by any stretch of the imagination but um i don't know man it's just it's just hard to buy these teams like cincy and arizona and all these teams that you know you've watched your entire life and they've always been bottom feeders and i don't know hey listen the tides changed for everybody i was gonna say i'll I'll, I'll believe it when i see it 
Look at some of the habitually great franchises in the NFL, like the Steelers or the Giants or the Niners. They're all terrible right now. And look at how and look at how bad the Patriots were before Tom Brady. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like exactly. You know, Turned into one of the best franchises in the last, you know, two decades. Yeah, even even Bills having some struggles, uh, you know, winning some games now. It's you know, it's crazy. All right. Well, if the Cardinals finish eleven and six, you heard it here first. Okay, big man. Ryan, Listen, you I'll... can uh, you can redo your uh, division parlays and throw in the Rams at plus one seventy five. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win that division. Yeah, but... I, I was. I was thinking the same thing. I, I looked at that the other day. I was like, wow, the fact that they're you know still not the favorites, regardless of record. It's. I, I believe last week when we were naming the teams, I had the Cardinals fourth in the NFC with all those five and one, now six and one teams. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you had them pretty. You had them pretty low. Yeah, I had uh, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and LA, and I stick by that. Yeah, I remember we were picking uh, over-unders and everything at the beginning of the season, and I picked the Niners, and listen, I just think the Niners got hit with the injury bug again. You know, Kittle's been out, uh, Jimmy's had the sore calf, Trey Lance, who's their backup, but he's been out. I mean, they've lost a lot of guys. Kinlaw just had uh, season-ending surgery. Um, you know, listen, they... The I'm pretty only... sure my logic was taking the under because I didn't know what the quarterback situation was, and it still seems to be a little yeah. blurry. Yeah. The only skill player that they have on offense is Debo Samuel. Mostert friggin' hurt himself. Hasty's been out. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s been out. It's just like a rotating door at running back, and apparently only the Ravens can overcome everybody getting hurt at running back and still being viable. Um, but except yeah, Latavius Murray. Yeah, except that. I, I think they got I heard, thumped this week. Dude, they, they are about... But they are yeah. scraping dudes. Like, Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell used to be big names in the NFL, especially Le'Veon Bell. And yeah, like, so did Earl Campbell, but I, don't, I wouldn't want him in my backfield <laughs> right now. Yeah, he's also played in the 70s, Kev. I mean, let's be real. Uh, but, you know, I just can't fathom. Le'Veon Bell got all greedy and thought the Steelers owed him this and all that. Then he went to the Jets, and usually when you go to the Jets, the next thing is the Lions, and then your career's over. But somehow the the Ravens, you know, vouched for him. I guess they saw him run up their ass plenty of times in those division rivalries. And like, look, that guy's pretty good. So I'm shocked that he's still in the league. I mean, because he's not really doing much. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Anything uh, more storyline wise before we get into the picks here? Who's going to win this no. game tonight, boys? Green I just, Bay. And, I, uh, I want to ask Dan a quick question. How, how did sure. you feel after the uh, Steelers started one and three? Were you getting a little nervous on that side bet, or now, I mean, no. now they're back to three? They're wait, back wait, to hold three on, three, hold but... on. Side bet. What's the side bet? You don't recall the side bet from day one? No, I remember that I picked the Steelers to be over nine wins or eight and, wins. I think it was eight wins, eight and a half, and right? Both, and both me and Kev went. We went under, and the bet was dinner, all expense paid. Oh, yeah, oh. everyone's best bet. Oh, geez. No, that was my best bet. Wow. Okay. It's um, recorded, Dan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so listen, I, I am a man of my word. I am not going to. Holy not shit, going... Ryan. Let's go browse this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go back on my word. So that means if uh, I lose, then I got to take both of you clowns out. And if I win, you both have to take me out. Correct. We can do all we can do all one dinner so you guys can split it. That that that'll be fine. Um so listen, when they beat the Bills week one, I was like, okay, you know, the defense is official, but you know what? It's really it's really shown me that Ben is old as fuck. 
And, you know, they, I mean, Juju's, I think, out for the season or at least out for a while. They got Claypool. I think Najee Harris is a beast and TJ Watt in that defense. I mean, dude, when they brought Melvin Ingram over from L.A., I thought for sure that they were going to be better. But, I mean, I haven't heard Melvin Ingram's name called once. They're when another TJ... team with a lot of moving parts on the offensive line. That Yeah, Bud Dupree left. He went over to the Titans. When, when uh, TJ Watt's in, they're good. And when TJ Watt's not, they're trash. So, crap, now now that you've uh, brought the uh, the bet to my attention again, Ryan, yes, I'm a little nervous. So, hold on a second. There's three. So, they got to get six more wins, and I win, right? It's eight and a half? Correct. Yeah, it's eight and a half. So, it's legit. If they if they finish over or under 500, that's that's the, the uh, bet. Yikes. Okay. Don't worry, Dan. Tomlin's never been under 500. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's always a first time for everything. <laughs> um... So all yeah, right. Ryan, am I am I nervous? No, because it's all friendly and it's all fun and everything. But uh, you know. is he nervous? Yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So uh, let's get into the bets. Okay. I am uh, coming off another zero and three week. Go me. Burn. Um, you know. Remember when I started off six and zero? Kev doesn't know what to say. Uh, yes, that was a long time ago, but I, I recall. I, I believe I was saying that I wasn't. I was just. I said I, I'm not really doing too much research. I'm just kind of going off of you know what I know and feels and uh, mm-hmm. eye test and the whole deal. And I feel like I got way too into research, and it's just messed with my head. The uh, I heard you've been listening to RJ Bell's podcast too much. Those three and a half hour yeah, weird ass. But, oh my god, is that terrible? Uh, Colin Coward said this week that every team that's been favored by more than seven points has won. They're twenty six and zero. I mean, we had a close call with that Ravens field goal in Detroit for I don't know. Here comes Kevin Rams minus fourteen, Ryan. <laughs> well, and, no, 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 is that is that have won the with the spread or have just won? No, out no, no, have just won the game. There's been no okay. like major upsets. Got it. But I mean, look at last week. We had those three. Um, Double-digit favorites. The Bucks uh, blew out the Bears. The Rams actually had a bit of a hard time with uh, the Lions, or harder than you would expect. But to Dan's point, the Lions were, uh, you know, kitchen sink game for them. They were doing onside kicks and fake punts and saying, you know, screw it. If we lose by thirty or lose by, you know, three, we're gonna go down swinging. And then the um, what was the third? Oh, the Cardinals blew out the uh, Texans, who were getting seventeen and a half and. I think by kickoff, it was like 20 and a half, and it still didn't matter. Yeah, which was one of your best bets. (laughs) Yes, it was. But, like, normally that's where the value is in the market, right? Like, the, you know, the tourists or whatever come in and be like, oh, yeah, they should win by 7 or 10 or whatever. They're so much better. But, you know, the the worst team in the NFL isn't that much worse than the best team in the NFL when the spread's involved. But I don't know. Uh, it's, It's been a very strange year for that and it maybe it's a big reason why I'm still alive in my survivor pool because I'm normally out by like week four or after week one yes I mean <laughs> to say the least all right um, have you guys been benefiting has it been fucking you like I feel like I'm the only one getting screwed by this Dan you're what 13 and 8 and Ryan you're one game behind him yeah me and, me and Dan have been averaging about a two and one clip um, I mean yeah, I mean, I've been sending Dan the articles every week where it's like Vegas takes another one on the chin. 
uh, public cleans up because all the public does. I mean, I I think that we're a little bit ahead of the public. Uh, Yeah. Public just like, oh, Dallas, they're great. They'll win. And we are the public, but we're just public with a little bit. Yeah, we don't do this for a living, but I think we're a little sharper than the. uh, yeah, uh, you know, the guy with the pack that walks up to the counter and says, "I want ten bucks on the Cowboys." As I mentioned to you before, Kev, I've stopped listening to all the other quote air quotes pundits that uh, talk about you know who I'm they done, think. I'm done, man. I, I and am just, a pundit. And I'm, yeah, I'm, and, I'm, to me. I'm doing this. I'm doing this myself and going down with the ship. I am not worried about what anybody else says on Coward or ESPN or Fox or nothing. I'm picking the games that I think are good, and I'm gonna, you know, bet them that way. Um, and you know what? So far, it's worked out for me. Five games over uh, 500 this year. You know, unfortunately, uh, Major League Baseball and first first uh, period hockey and uh, over <laughs> in the Nets game have derailed my uh, <laughs> my success on this pod. But anyway, um, I actually uh, have won a few NBA bets on the young season, so maybe I'm betting the wrong sport. God, I took but, uh, I took Nets over fifty three last night first quarter loss. I took them over fifty five second quarter loss, and then I didn't bet anything in the third, and it went fifty seven. So I was like, you know what, I'm done. I just the, can't. quick side note, and then we'll get into actual football picks. But the Warriors were favored by nine last night over the Thunder, who might be the worst team in the last like twenty years. No, and they were down like seven or eight nothing. And I took the Warriors live bet at minus four and a half. And they ended up winning by eight. So if you bet them in the beginning, you lost mm-hmm. by a point. But since they got off to a slow start, because they're probably like, eh, whatever, playing the Thunder. That's one thing that I've learned. If you're going to live bet, never take the team. Like, like for example, tonight, the Cardinals are uh, minus six, right? Let's say, let's say the Packers... Um, I'm sorry, let's say the Cardinals got up, which they did. They were 7 nothing. Let's say the Cardinals go to minus 9. You don't live bet that. You could have got them at minus 6 before the game started. If they go yeah. to if they go to minus 2, yeah, you want to jump all over that. Sure, because that's better value as long as it's early. I mean, you can't be doing this in the third and fourth quarter when time is against you. But I've yeah. learned a lot about that. You you got to you got to You don't uh, give up. You don't give up more points than what it starts with. If you want to take it the opposite way, that's fine. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is try to middle the bet, which uh, I oh, actually yeah. did successfully last Thursday night. <laughs> I bet the Broncos early in the week at four and a half, plus four and a half, and then I bet the Browns minus one and a half, and they won by three. Now, that's a lot easier to do if you're live betting because, you know, if each team scores on their opening drive and you bet the over of, we'll just make up a number, 48, and now the over-under's 60, you know, you can you have a nice cushion there to kind of squeeze in uh, winning twice, but at the very right. least, you're gonna win. You can't lose. You can't lose both. You can only win both. So yeah, you had yeah, you had a three point spread where you could win from one to four and a half. Right, right? and you knew that game wasn't gonna be high scoring. No, with, uh, because yeah, Baker was out and Teddy Bridgewater is <laughs> that was, not. That was an, a boring ass game. It really was like yeah, hundred percent. This one's kind of shaping up to be relatively. You know what? Too. The Monday night good... was boring too, and it was the same score. I think uh, thirteen close 10. to the same score. 
The only good game that we've had on Thursday night was the opening game of the week when Dallas almost beat Tampa and Tampa came back and kicked that field goal. Other than that, it's been tomato can central. I mean, just like the London games, like Goodell oh, looks God. like Goodell looks at his schedule and he's like, "Who are the shittiest teams in the league?" <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna send no no disrespect, Ryan. We're gonna send the Jags yeah. and the Dolphins and the Falcons and the Jets all out to London. You know, when was the last time you saw a team with a winning record go out to London? You know, I don't think I have. Dan, yeah, wouldn't you so. say that Giants Red uh, Washington football team game was a good Thursday night game? Yeah, because they were two terrible teams, so it was evenly matched. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, Is that guy's leg still on the field, or have they found it yet? Who's that? Our offensive lineman. Oh, Nick his Gates? Leg fell. Yes. Poor bastard. I know. <laughs> God, I mean, like, dude, we pick up Galladay, injured. We have Shepard, injured. We have Saquon, injured. We had Tony, our first-round draft pick, injured. It's like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, the, the next people that are going to be fired as a training staff. But I was anyway. just going to say, it sounds like you guys have a uh, staff issue. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into a uh, strengthening coach or something like that. Let's get into some bets because I, I, lo- I love to do the three-man weave. I hope we can get a two against one all in the same game. Yeah, I'll try to keep my uh, my, my analysis to uh, you know quickly so we, we all have time here. Uh, well, I go last because I'm an embarrassment. Uh, and uh, if I Dan, went if two and okay one last it. week. Yeah, and I hit my parlay. But you know what? If Ryan's the guest, we can let him go first. There you go. I was gonna say. All right. Um, Shoot, buddy. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I I was always taught as a kid that there's, you know, two guarantees in life. There's death and taxes, right? Well, Mm -hmm. I've I've added to that. And the Giants Um, getting embarrassed at home. There's two other things that are guaranteed. (laughs) There's two other things that are guaranteed in life. Uh, Betting the Baltimore Ravens money line in the preseason. And... Betting on a team that is six and or five and zero oh against the spread is playing the worst quarterback in prime time that's probably in the history of existence. I'm going Dallas, and they're getting points. Getting points. You heard me right. Plus two and a half. Not giving two and a half. Getting points. Minnesota's in for a, a and they're coming off a bye. Right. I'm sorry. Can I interrupt you? Because I had a lot of questions about this game, and I was going to make it one of my bets, and then I put an asterisk next to it. Yep. So before you give your analysis, they were minus two and a half like a day or two ago, and sure was. Is Dak not playing? Is that yeah. like why this Ryan, line's moving Ryan, so this, much? Th- this was one of my best bets too, and I had Dallas as well. And then I realized that Dak is still questionable. They might hold him out. So if Dak does not play. I would not. I I would steer way clear of this because you know he hurt his calf yes, on the last no, throw I, of the game I, against Lamb. I completely agree. Yeah, against was, Patriots, I, too Lamb. I was I was going to say that as well, like towards my the end of my rant. But if, if this is really contingent on Dak playing, um, if not, I'll try to look for a, a backup as well. But yeah, I as it stands right now, he's he's still playing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as is. But I'll, like I said, I'll throw a backup later. But. I, I thought I, I thought I found a loophole on FanDuel, and then I checked a few other sites, and I'm like, wait a second, they all say plus two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at this, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, Minnesota's three and three, Dallas is five and one, and they're six and zero oh against the spread, and they have a better team. You know what? I, I, listen, I'll give Minnesota. They got some good players on offense. Running backs are similar. Their top two receivers on both sides are similar. Kirk Cousins is the X factor, and then the defense for uh, Dallas is is a little this, better this year than Minnesota. 
this bet might be worth the risk because if Dak plays, I I would have to assume the line will shift back to at least pick them, if not Dallas favored. So you could. Oh, be it's got to be points, Dallas favored. Yeah, you got to. Uh, sorry, Ryan, favorite. we, we kind of interrupted you. So go yeah. go ahead no, with you, your point. No, you're uh, you're 100 accurate in what you're saying. So I'm I will leave it at that. But yeah, it's it, it it just as it stands right now, it's just too good to be true getting points. Yeah, I mean, back to the but, thing about I said about the, uh, you know, the betting public. Dallas is a very public team, and like Dan just said, they're six and zero against the spread. Another reason why uh, I don't know, man. This stuff seems to always come around. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out for the rest who, of the year. So, who is the backup on Dallas? Isn't it Danucci or no, Super Rush? Oh yeah, yeah him. exactly, dude. Where is Andy Dalton? He is Chicago? in Chicago, and he's yes. Hurt. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I forgot. So yes, um, that's what I'm saying. Is huge, that your pick? Is that your huge, pick too, Dan? No, huge no. difference between Dak and the backup uh, Ryan. One hundred percent. Not even close. I mean, that could easily flip a spread six points. So uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, so so that's your that's your pick. That's your. Uh, yeah, we'll, like I said, we'll we'll put a we'll put an asterisk next to it. But yeah, that's a that's a pick as it stands now. All right, we're gonna let it ride. We're gonna let it ride. All right, my first pick. I am going down to ludicrous zone in the dirty south, and I'm taking Atlanta minus, minus the three against Carolina. I mean, hey, listen, you you want to hear the reason, Kev, Mister O and three, or you want to just barf in your hand? As they as the saying goes, this is a uh, corner TV game, meaning it won't be on the big screen at any uh, bar Whoa. or sports <laughs> bar. Dude, did you see this catch? Mercedes Lewis just pulled a one-handed grabber. Oh baby, look at this catch! It's like a Nerf that, ball for the. It's like a Nerf this, ball with those big mitts. Yeah, seriously, Wait, one. Uh, nope. You're not. But seriously, that was a great <laughs> grab. I mean, that guy's paws are probably as big as a bear's. But bro, get your feet down. D-hop Damn, I didn't have him in my Fanduel lineup. D Hop would have dragged that tough. All right. Anyway, Atlanta minus three at home. Atlanta has won two games in a row. Carolina has lost four games in a row. McCaffrey is not playing again this week, and Sam Darnold has proven he cannot run the offense without him. Darnold was also pulled in last week's game, so you know that's got to be in the back of his mind. I, I heard McCaffrey, Matt- might not even, McCaffrey might not even play back till like week 13, 14. Oh, yeah, no, he just got put on injured reserve, they said. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to be out for a while. And Dan, trust- just, just to... You said that the the Falcons are two and zero in the last two games. Uh, they are against the Jets and Miami. Just FYI. Okay, but Carolina's <laughs> lost four in a row. And tell me, tell me they anybody lost to the on Giants. Tell me on anybody on Carolina who's going to make the Pro Bowl. I'll wait. <laughs> and don't and don't say McCaffrey because he hasn't played. I'll anyway, uh, I trust Matt Ryan much more than Sam Darnold. Kyle Pitts is coming into his own as a viable, viable threat. Week in and week out to be compliment to Calvin Ridley. I'm going to take Atlanta just because I don't think it can get much worse down there. So give me Atlanta minus the three. Matt Ryan's also thrown for two or more touchdowns in every single game this year, too. And I, and I did pick him up last weekend when my boy Josh Allen was out and I got me a nice 22-pointer out of it. So for, for, those looking, for those looking for juicy prop bet. I see you, Ryan. <laughs> All right. All right, Owen oh, 3 let's turn that All crown right. upside down. It's time for Johnny Ice Cold. Um, <laughs> I told you guys I wasn't going to get into uh, too much analysis and numbers. 
I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals laying ten and a half because <laughs> Mike White is playing quarterback for the Jets. Ryan, well, just be, just because it's the Jets in general. Ryan, back to you. <laughs> wow, that was like short and sweet. All right, great. No commentary See, needed what, on that. That's what we like, Kev. No analysis, no thinking. Just the Jets suck. It's the eye test, bro. I'm with it. I I, I like that pick. I like that pick. I actually <laughs> saw it. I saw it earlier in the week at nine and a half, and I was like, "Ooh, that's that's beautiful." Under ten, I like oh, that. I saw it jump up to eleven and a half. Well, yeah, Ryan saw it earlier in the week. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Dan, you watch a little bit more college football than me. Do you know anything about this guy? Uh, Mike White? No, I don't even know what college he went to. I thought he went to UConn. Oof, but that's well, not good. Go. That, that should tell you a lot right there. No, no, no. He was a hilltopper. He went to Western Kentucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ryan, number two. <laughs> well, we we, uh, we touched on this uh, quarterback earlier and how great this quarterback actually is. And as much as we all hate to admit it, he is pretty fantastic. And I watched the Saints play this past week, and although it was in the middle of a monsoon, they they basically exposed themselves to what they actually are. If you shut off Kamara, they absolutely suck, and they have no offense. I'm taking Tampa minus four and a half. All right, any analysis, or are we just going with that? Less is more. Yeah. That's the theme of the podcast. All apparently. right, you know what, Ryan? This was my third best bet, but I will give you a little analysis on this because this is where I'm going as well. I'm taking Tampa minus four and a half. Oh New my God, or- you guys are so square. <laughs> okay, listen. New Orleans may be the fakest four and two team going. <laughs> Outside of the anomaly of the week, they beat down Green Bay in week one, who hasn't lost the game since. Their wins have been against Seattle with a backup quarterback, Washington with Tyler Heineke, who might as well be a backup quarterback, and the Patriots with a rookie quarterback. They also gave the hapless New York Giants their first win, losing to them at home. Meanwhile, Tom Brady... I want a lot of money that game. Meanwhile, 44-year-old Tom Brady and the Bucks keep doing what they're doing, and they're leading the NFC South at 6-1. and one. I don't see Jameis being able to do enough against Tampa to keep it close with what we know the Tampa offense can do. The entire offense for New Orleans this year has really revolved around Alvin Kamara, with Michael Thomas out and Marquez Callaway completely underachieving. Tampa hasn't beaten the best teams this year, but when they've played bad teams, they've put the beating on them, the Bears by 35 and the Dolphins by 28. Um, I know it's a division game, and I always say division games are close, but I think New Orleans is a fraud. I'll give them the slight edge in coaching with Sean Payton, but on the field where the talent is and where the games are won and lost, give me Tom Brady and the boys all day. Look at Dan back in Tom Brady. That must be so painful for both of you. No, you know what? You, you know what I've realized over the years, Kev. It was not so that big much, of a deal. It wasn't so much that I like hated Tom Brady. I just hated Tom Brady doing it for the Patriots and that whole aura. And like, I just got so sick of their fans, and I just got so sick of, you know. Super, I mean, like, honestly, honestly, we beat them Boston? twice. In, yeah, we beat them twice in the Super Bowl. They they can get fucked. I mean, that that's really what I want to say. <laughs> Anyway, I so will listen, say Tom Brady's the, great. The, the Tom, Brady, Tom Brady appearance on the Manning uh, cast this week. Oh God! Was Did great. you hear what Eli said? I love playing you, Tom. Why had our great memories when we played each other? <laughs> I don't even know what to Dan, say to that. In 2011, we played them in the regular season. Yes, at home, and we lost. No, that was 2015. We played them in no. Foxborough, and we were at Fox and Hound watching the game. No, 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 no. Well, then it was 2007 
we played them in like week 15 or 16 at home and they beat us and then we beat them when they were undefeated. That was it. It was 07. It wasn't 11. Yeah, so we played them every four years like the Olympics. I was at that game, by the way, in 2007. Not, oh, you were, huh? Nice. Not the Super Bowl game, of course. No, no, no. Yeah, so that was that game. And in 2011, we went to Foxborough and beat them. Mm-hmm. Without uh, Hakeem Nix and a few other people that were injured. And then obviously beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then uh, in 2015, we played them. Remember we played them at home real close and Landon Collins dropped an interception and then Tom Brady came down and beat us in like the last minute? Uh, no, but that sounds like something that would happen to us. Okay, yeah. who's your third pick? How about my second, second pick? pick? How about your second pick? Oh, Dan's getting antsy. Don't worry, Dan. I don't have much analysis this week. I know. That's, what I, that's why I'm excited to hear you. So my second pick is the Indianapolis Colts at home minus one and a half. Oh, I like this. I was going to do this, but I like this. I like this, too. The Colts are playing better. They've already lost to the Titans, and the Titans have got to be riding high coming off wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. So similar to like what we saw with the Ravens last week, the Ravens had played so many uh, close down to the wire games. They had the uh, the huge, <clears throat> excuse me. They had the huge comeback on uh, Monday Night Football. They had the game that I referenced earlier with the Lions and the sixty-seven yard field goal. So, um, you know, a couple other games that I'm probably forgetting. But I just feel like when you play in so many, you know, down to the wire intense games eventually that will catch up with you. And I feel like the Titans have been doing that uh, for weeks now. So I feel like this is when their juju runs out. And, you know, Ryan, for your Titans winning the division bet, if the Titans win this game and go up three games with the tiebreaker in hand, I think you'll be in good shape. But, you know, that would just be too damn simple for us. So I'm going to take the Colts uh, laying one and a half at home. I like it. I like it. I was I was thinking about this, too. Right. right, number three. Um, I, I it's no it's no secret. I, I just don't like the Patriots. And as we stated uh, earlier, Justin Herbert is the uh, second coming of Christ this year. And it seems like they he had one blip on the radar, but other than that, like, they could do no wrong. Uh, they're given four points. I'm taking the Chargers this week. Kev, you want to know why Ryan and I are like so close in records? Because this is my other best bet as well. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have you know texted prior to the pod. I am taking the LA Chargers minus four as well. Okay, let me throw some let me throw some facts at Did, you here. Were you guys like who, who do you think Kevin's going to take? Let's just take the opposite. Nobody's on <laughs> the Patriots. Kev, please tell me you're not on the Patriots. No, this is actually my parlay. Okay, well, are you going Patriots? No, no, it's, it's okay, Chargers good. and over. Okay, good. So, so let me, alert. yeah, let me tell you why. <laughs> so last year, the Chargers lost forty-five nothing in New England. Okay, this year they came off a thirty-four to six drubbing at Baltimore, and they're coming off the bye. I'm expecting a big revenge slash bounce back week off the bye. Top to bottom, the roster on the Chargers is far better than the Patriots. The Chargers are 4-2 and two against the spread this year. And the only teams the Patriots have beaten have been the Jets twice and Houston. Give me L.A. convincingly. Done and done. Over to you. 
Man, back to me already. No, I I, uh, I like this Mr. game too. So, sucks for you guys that you're on the same game as me. No, it's okay, Kev. We're going to bring you up to our level. We're not going down to your... Wow, I love up. that you'll, confidence. You'll, no, you'll, you'll screw it up because it's going to go under for you. So you're... <laughs> all right, so for all the listeners out there, hammer the under. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we all were right, talking spit about, it out, will you? We were talking about asterisks before <laughs> with oh, the Dak game. I like Houston. I'm going back to the well that was dry last week. Uh, I'm going Houston plus 14 and a half. Oh, God. What is with you in the Texans? They're not a football team. (laughs) Tyron Taylor is supposed to be back this week. Okay. And, you know, L.A. tends to come out flat in these spots as big favorites. They came out flat against the Giants, and yes, I know that the Giants got destroyed by them. Kev, they won by four touchdowns. Yeah, (laughs) if you let me finish my sentence, I'll explain. Okay. The Giants got destroyed by them, yes, but that was after everyone and their mother got hurt. Uh, Yeah, because that really made a difference. But it was like 3 0 Giants after the first quarter. Last year, the Rams gave the Jets their first win uh, as 17 point favorites. And last week, they were, what were they, 15, 16, 17 point favorites in Detroit and struggled to win that game. If Jared Goff wasn't Jared Goff and throwing picks in the end zone, they might have actually lost. So, that game was in L.A., and there was a lot of trickeration, and it was the Jared Goff return. So that's – you can't factor that in. Stop defending your boy, Jared Goff. I'm I, not. I'm defending my boy, Dan Campbell. I uh, <laughs> I just feel that, uh, you know, L.A. doesn't do well in these spots as big favorites, and Houston will get a little bit of juice this week with Tyrod Taylor back. So I'm taking them plus the two-and-a-half touchdowns at home. Major disagreement here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, honestly, I, I just get nervous looking at spreads that are over a two touchdowns. It's like, this is the NFL. There's no reason that Houston shouldn't lose by more than two touchdowns. But, you know, right, but as they say, to, my, to the point that we've hammered home about this betting season, it's very obvious, heavy favorite. I don't know what the, the word to use is, but. Yeah. I mean, everybody's been – I mean, Houston's like the whipping boy for uh, spreads this year. Like, they've been double-digit dogs, like, I think probably five consecutive weeks now. Houston got me off to the hot start. They were the first team I ever picked this year to beat Jacksonville week one, and they destroyed them. Yeah, watch well, because Jacksonville's got a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback, and a bunch of – All right, let's fans. get to your guys' parlays. We don't have to go back on <laughs> my betting history. It's not Houston, Houston's, only, Houston's only been under a 10-point spread three times this season. Just throwing yeah. that out there. There you go. And, and, and one was and one was week one against Jacksonville. Uh, whatever. Sidebar. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I didn't want to say it earlier because you guys were adamantly on Indianapolis. Uh, I'm going Tennessee as, with my parlay. You Tennessee. love Tennessee. Listen, over the last two weeks, Tennessee has gut punched the Bills and then just kicked Kansas City right in the mouth. And if I'm not, I'm granted both games. I believe. I have to look now, but I think they were home both games. I don't know that it would make change my decision anyway. Yeah, they were home both games. But you know what? Indianapolis is coming off a couple good wins, so I'll give them that. But I'm going Tennessee, taking the points, whatever it was. I had it at two, but you had it at one and a half. So I'll, we'll do it at one and a half. And I'm going under um, of the total. I don't actually remember what it was. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm with Kev on this one because uh... – 
listen, division games is the last two seasons, Ryan, last year and the year before, they've split. Uh, Tennessee has already beaten the Colts in Indy this year, 25-16. And the Colts are coming off two straight wins in a row. And I think Frank Reich has finally gotten Carson Wentz's messed up head and got it kind of semi-straight. Um, I like the defense on the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor's a beast. Derrick Henry's a beast as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Colts on that one. I got uh, 51 as the over-under, so we'll go with that number. Sounds good. And uh, okay, Ryan, just and remember, then... what goes up must come down. Facts. Elaborate. What do you mean there? I mean, the Titans have gone up, and they're not going to go oh, uh, yeah, yeah, 14 yeah. and 3. Kev said to me earlier in the season, Ryan, when I was defending somebody who was like, uh, Dallas, it was 6-0 against the spread and everything. Kev's like, so basically they're going 17-0 against the spread and they're going to win every game. And I'm like, no, Kev, but I'm just All using right, that I'll to make my point. the question after you tell us your parlay. Okay, well, my parlay is Dallas. Because remember I said, this is my parlay because I forgot that D- Dak was questionable. But, I mean, I was looking at this. Dallas plus 2.5 over 53.5. Dallas um, coming off. Over, weeks. you said? Yes. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Dallas coming off uh, the bye this week, and they're getting two and a half points on the road against a Minnesota team that has lost two good teams and be- lost 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 two good teams and beaten crap teams. Dallas is not a crap team, and I'm getting a better team and the points and Kirk Cousins in prime time. <clears throat> this may be a square play, but it almost seems too good to be true and obvious for the Cowboys. But again, you know if. If Dak doesn't play, I don't like my parlay, which is why I kind of put it at the parlay. If Dak yeah, so does play, uh, I'm I'm all over that two and a half number. Stay dialed into uh, Twitter and all the Cowboys insiders and the reporters that cover the team. And uh, no, I'm not going to do that because I would I, mean, I would bet it now this. and and just hope that Dak plays. Yeah, we're doing this Thursday night, so I'm sticking with it. And if it happens, it happens. Hey, listen, I won my first parlay last week. I think I had nice. the Titans and the under, and they whooped them. It was like 57 or something. And, yeah, it was 59. Uh, 59. Yeah, f- 59. And it was, what, 31, 30? 30. It was, 30. It was 27 to 3. Yeah, and I had the Titans plus four and a half, and I got it. So, And, of course, I didn't bet it because I never win parlays, but the one that I do win would be against Kansas City. All right, here's yep. Kevin's Here's Kevin's third and final. He's going Giants <laughs> to cover. No, Chargers and over. And Chargers. And Chargers. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah. Um, you know what my problem is with parlays? I always tease them, and I don't have to. <laughs> yep. Last week I teased the uh, Patriots, who won by like fifty, and the uh, Packers, who beat the football team by like two touchdowns. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why did I tease this? I could have just parlayed it and won. But um, Ryan, the question I was going to ask you that Dan and I were uh, having a good discussion about actually last last week or this past week, I guess. Oh yes, I can't wait to hear this, Ryan. Yes, if you have two teams going to overtime. Do you want to lay points or get points? You have two. Uh, okay, have... hold on a second, Kev. That was not the question. This is my question for Ryan. All right, fine. Go ahead. You can Ryan. rebuttal in a minute. You have two teams. Going into overtime. Right, so obviously they're tied. Right. Is it Would better you rather than... get points or lay points? It's three and a half. Well, that's different. 
if it's three and a half, I'd rather get the points. I mean, I'm not saying you're getting ten. So there's no possible way you can lose. Right. If if, if, if it's three and a half, I'd rather get the points. Okay. Because the odds of them of them scoring a touchdown are, are I don't want to say significantly Kev, less, but Dan early. and I were having Kev, a, uh, Kev, if you're if you're asking me that same question, I'd rather get the points too. But that wasn't the question. Well, that's not what you said to me. No. Then you Ryan, misinterpreted. Ryan, let me let me give you some background, and we'll let the listeners sort it out. Dan and I were on opposite sides of the Cowboys-Patriots game a few weeks ago. So just to quickly recap, it was like 21-20 with like two minutes left. The Cowboys just missed a field goal. Then they got a pick six, and the Patriots hit that bomb. Long story short, they're going overtime 29-29. I remember. And I said to Dan that I had the Patriots, so I was on the right side. And then Dan said, well, the Cowboys outplayed them and outgained them and just had turnovers the entire game and did stupid things. And I said, well, you're giving all the credit to the Cowboys failing and not to the Patriots making big plays and big moments and my argument was I was on the right side because the game went to overtime so you know it, it was close and Dan's like no I was on the right side because Dallas outplayed them outgained them out first down them outdid everything the Patriots were just pulling rabbits out of the hat right yeah so that, so, that, so, that so was so, our heated debate so yeah so I got into it saying I liked them three and a half because they were playing a rookie quarterback and they haven't been good and if you look at the stats, Ryan, first downs were 32 to 17 Dallas. It was 82 plays to 50 plays Dallas. And it was 567 yards to 335 yards Dallas. The only reason that Dallas had to take it to overtime was because they had two turnovers in the end zone. So what I was saying was, if those things don't happen, that game would have been two touchdown win easily. And Kevin disagreed with me. So where do you stand on this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the minus those last whatever crazy five six minutes, the game. I watched the whole game. The game wasn't close. Um, it was just a kind of weird events that happened all at once. So, did I see them winning by a touchdown once it went to overtime? No, I didn't but either. I I believe I even had them covering that game also. So yeah. I don't know if that I mean, helps. Listen, I, I, I needed some miracle shit to happen there because um, I needed them to kick that field goal to send it to overtime, which I believe was like a 50-yarder just to do that. And then I even texted one of my buddies who's a Cowboys fan, and I'm like, dude, I need a touchdown here. I was like, I don't need no field goals because – and then when Patriots got the ball first, I was like, oh, I'm up against the wall on this one. But eventually yeah. all things worked out, even though you know I dislike both of those teams. Um, you know, I always say that the person that I want to win is the person that I bet on. Did we lose Kevin? No, I'm just watching the Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So, uh, Ryan, your opinion was that the money should have been on. I, I, I would have put the money on the, on the, the, uh, Cowboys, honestly. Yeah, Kevin's got a blind love for Bill and the uh, and the Patriots, and it's okay, Kev. I know. I, no, I, know I don't. You love I hit them. the Jets plus seven last week. <laughs> well, that's just Kev. You need, Kev, you need therapy after that. That's bad. about like, the most what opposite are you thing thinking? of what you just said. What are you thinking? The Look, ca- the dude, fact the that the game went suck. to overtime means I was on the right side because it was a close game, and the fact that the Dallas Cowboys even got it to overtime. After that missed field goal, two minutes left, it was a goddamn miracle. And the fact that the Dallas Cowboys even scored a touchdown when they only needed a field goal on a lucky pass on an all-out blitz is even more 
uh, data that I was on the right side of it. And Kev, you but got lucky no, but three times. No, you got lucky because what are the chances that they have two turnovers in the end zone? Seriously, against, against the Bill Belichick defense. Kev, stop thinking about the Bill Belichick defense with Brewski and Rodney Harrison and those guys. They got Matthew Judon and nobody. They got one McCordy brother, sure, and then the rest of a bunch of tomato cans. Bill is trying to squeeze the last bit of talent out of those tomato cans. And he is. Damn it, I was waiting, I, that, I was waiting for that all night, Dan, the tomato can reference. I, I was literally yeah, and, waiting for that. And you just game. got two. You just got two. 75 minutes for the over-under on tomato can <laughs> reference. Kev, I would have definitely won. <laughs> Kev, the Patriots have beaten the Jets twice and Houston. Combined record, two and 60. Like, how are you going to sit here and I, I tell me? I didn't say the Patriots should have won the game. I said they should have covered. Oh, Kev, come on. Did you know the Patriots are shit? They covered against the Bucks for the best team in football. All right. Well, you know why? That had emotion coming to that. Brady was probably like, yo, I'm going back to Foxborough. Give me a break. Come on. Give me a break. Brady came out and whooped the Bears. Kev, who's better? Are the Bears better than the Patriots or no? Um, that's a gross game. <laughs> yeah, so the Patriots it, are a little better. Okay, and it was thirty-eight-three. So it don't was you at think, home. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, Brady going back to the Foxborough was an emotional thing. You were correct on that game. I never should have laid the points with Tampa because you knew that Bill was going to try to prove like oh, I'm I'm the best. It wasn't Tom. It was all me. When in reality, I'm starting to realize it was mostly Tom. Ryan, scale of one to ten, what do you think of that Belichick impression Dan just did? <laughs> we're, we're on Cincinnati. I give it a seven. That was pretty solid. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Yeah, and this is after about half a bottle of wine too. So imagine if I was imagine All if right, I had a well, full bottle. Unless anyone has anything else to add, we'll let you get to the other half. So Ryan, any uh, <laughs> closing comments? Uh, my like I said, if my asterisk, <clears throat> excuse me, if my asterisk pick doesn't work, uh, we're gonna have no winless teams after this week. So I, I like the, I like the Lions this week. I think the Eagles suck, and I think they win that game outright. Just God, I hope so. Th- food for thought. We're also going to have so. no undefeated teams after this week. Ooh, yeah, we'll see how Ooh. this game picks up. I like that. I like that idea too. Okay, okay. You heard it here first, folks. I'll, I'll pop the champagne if that happens. Cardinals under fourteen and a half points, second half. Here we go. All right. I say um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Cardinals win and Packers cover. Wow, Dan, with the Packers up 10-7 at halftime, it's a real bold prediction. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Kev, I would have said – That was sarcastic, Dan. That was sarcastic. I actually said that to Lindsay before the game, but, you know, I don't need to have my wife vouch for me. You said anyway. if the Packers were up at halftime, you would have thought they would cover and not win? I thought I, going into this that the Packers were going to oh, cover, okay. but not win. Okay. I think that this first half don't be don't be sour because you're eight and sixteen on the season. Okay, like seriously, Dan, I, I will double down on a dinner bet that I have a better record than you when the season's over. <laughs> With double, Ryan as my witness, double down on a dinner bet. Yeah. So like, are you bringing? Are you bringing? Are you bringing Ryan to that dinner when? Uh, I'm not. When I'm, I'm, not take, I'm not taking that part. Any part of that. <laughs> Good. You could you could buy me drinks. Dang it, buy me dinner. <laughs> wow. Kevin's got a big mouth. What are you drinking over there? Uh, I've had three beers, which for me these days is like thirteen. Yeah, right. exactly. No wonder your mouth is so fresh. Well, it's I recorded, think... so 
I've had a half a bottle of wine, which for me is like a sip of Dasani, so. Oh, well, excuse me, Johnny Alcoholic. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's another phone number that I need after we get off the pod. All right, well, let's let's close this pod out before this just gets out of hand. <laughs> okay. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Dan, always a pleasure to banter with you. So, uh, you, boys. Always a good time, guys. Always a good time. Yep. Good luck to everyone on their bets. All right, I'll see you guys. All right, have a good night and a good weekend, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Later.